Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewell.com and check it out. I did a photo shoot by myself where I set up a backdrop and got on the same shirt and the same hat. <laughs> this is brilliant. I oh just- my gosh. I sat there with the camera and I just did every stupid face that I could possibly imagine. I love this so much. Look at that. There's a bird. (laughs) Two thumbs up. One thumbs up. Like a shark face. Peace sign. Welcome back to today's episode of the Pit Stop Podcast. I'm Sarah Levenger. Thank you guys for joining me again today. And we are joined back by one of my new favorite people. Matt Giovanni Shi. Anyways, let's dive into this next episode. So before this one, we were talking just briefly. If you were going to do this again, how would you do Yeah, it? if I was going to do, yeah, I have Money Lab. I talk mm-hmm. about entrepreneurship. What I would do is film a video where I'm in the center of the video. Screenshots would be difficult to do, but they can be done. Like recording your actual screen. I would try to segment, like I would have bullet points that I'd have a script off screen, but like not a script, like stuff, something I could riff on, like maybe five bullet points, right? Okay. And I would just sit in front of the camera like this and riff, right? And talk about it. Okay. That full video, like one topic, let's say it's just for the sake of conversation and it's about email mark, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to do five bullet points on email marketing and I'm going to talk in front of the camera like I am now. I'm going to record it. I use Ecamm Live. I use a stream deck. I can switch between scenes if I want to. And I'm recording everything on the front with no editing. Because that's the, that's the goal, yeah. right? Because the goal is frictionless publishing for me. People worry like, well, what if I mess up? What if I say like too much? What if yeah. I say too much? I mean, that's huge for me. Especially I say, I say like a lot. <laughs> that's, but that's my, that's how I speak. That's So true. as soon as that's you like, cut it up, it feels super unnatural. And I kind of feel like if you deliver it in the best way possible is if you're delivering it in front of a classroom, yeah. a presentation, yeah. and you don't even have to be that good at it. Like I just said it right now, like in the <laughs> middle of my pausing, because I have to think of my next <laughs> phrase that I'm going to say. Yeah. So like that, and I said like there. So when you do that, I would just put it all on camera, no editing. Okay. Get it all out. Any mistake, cover it with humor. Easy enough. <laughs> yeah. And then put that up on YouTube, right? Yeah. Good title, good description, a good thumbnail. It doesn't matter what the content is. As long as the audio is good, the video is semi-decent. Okay. And you can see someone's face and someone's talking. It's fine. The yeah. thumbnail and the title are really the most important things. Important. Yeah. So you put that up and then now you have this like already kind of edited clip. But if you plan your five bullet points out ahead, then you know exactly where to start and stop. That's true. Right. That's the hardest part is figuring out what am I going to say? Yeah. You have to have those little bullet points to be able to know where you're going. And even better than that, if you can pre-plan it where you could actually have cards that show up on screen, right? Or you have some sort of gesture that you make with your hand then any editor can go, all you have to do is cut when I do this and when I do that, like with my hands on screen. Oh, that's smart. And I did a series on YouTube that's website breakdowns where people send me their website and yeah. I like critique it, give it like an audit. And I do it in five different stages. It's SEO, design, page speed, monetization and copyright, right? Okay. So I, okay. So I have like different sections of my video that I flip between. And yeah. I give myself a 15 minute countdown time. Okay. So I hit the timer. I do the audit. I don't even know what the site looks like. I just pull it all up. I'm doing it in real time. I flip between all five things. 
and then it's done. It instantly uploaded right from Ecamm to YouTube, yeah. right? Okay. You, you hire somebody to do a thumbnail for you, or you could just have, or what I would do as a process and what I do for my YouTube channel is I did a photo shoot by myself where I set up a backdrop and got on the same shirt and the same hat. <laughs> this is and brilliant. I oh my just, gosh. I sat there with the camera and I just did every stupid face that I could possibly imagine. Like, I love this so like, much. Look at this that. There's a bird. Two thumbs up. One thumbs up. Like a you shock know, like face. Peace sign. Yeah. Shocked That's face. So disgusting funny. face. Like everything. I have. 150 shots of me this is all so labeled smart oh my yeah. gosh it, it's one of those things that i don't think people realize we shouldn't be creating content every single day no you need to batch it and and it's yeah. interesting too don't just batch your content but also batch your designs like yeah. it'd be fantastic and again some of these things i'm like geez sarah that's so obvious i did not think of batching the actual facial expressions yeah. for my youtube videos because i have my face on almost every video and it's, it has to be some sort of expression that fits the actual title of the actual YouTube video. And it has to yeah. fit within the space of the actual thumbnail. It did not cross my mind at all that I should just sit down and do like 50 of them. That's so smart. Yeah. So smart. And so okay. I like I did that oh. once when I was much thinner. So yeah. like all of those, all of those That's shots, amazing. I'm like, we can, I think again, like there's 150 of them. So, crazy. and they're all labeled so like, many. they're labeled like two thumbs up, one thumbs up, pointing left, pointing right. That's like, so smart. Okay. You know, stupid grin, That's whatever it is. So and they're crazy. all cut out too. So they're yeah. all like already, like you can just place them directly over yeah. a background. And then we have oh, five different amazing. backgrounds that we use that are all different colors that match our color brand. Yeah. And then we have different creative elements that are just transparent PNGs that we just kind of like build so the thumbnails. That's so good. I, I mean, you guys, you heard it here first. Batch your thumbnails. Batch them, batch them, batch them. Okay, so yeah. my next question then would be, this was something we were talking about earlier before we actually started recording. You said that once you have this process done, you had a full year-long calendar Yes. that you basically just duplicate every year. I have yes. never heard of this. Almost everybody that I work with wants to create new content over and over and over and over in perpetuity. So I want to know, what's, what is your secret? Like, I'm ready. I'm ready to take notes. I want to say that this is industry specific, but I don't think it is. I think it fits in yeah. a lot of different industries. It sounds like you could apply it to anything. Yeah. Yeah. So there are things that we just have themes for different months. Yeah. Things that come around at. again and again. Yeah. Yeah. Just for example, like we're in August right now. It's pool season. The majority of our customers are in the United States and it is like vacation time. Everyone's on yeah. vacation. The pool's been up and running. So yeah. we have a theme of like pool shock. And I think it's heating, just keeping your pool warm. And one other, there's one other piece. I don't remember all three of them. So there's these themes. And what we do is we have the theme for each month. And then we go through our content, which we've already done. We take those themes. And when we find like different pieces of content and we've built out like right now for, for just email in general, mm -hmm. we have basically 52 weeks worth of emails in an automation inactive campaign that is seasonal and loopable. So what happens is okay. if, if somebody signs up to our email list in August, right? Uh -huh. Like they just signed up today, which is the last day of August, okay? They will get put into our evergreen newsletter into the August section and they'll yeah. get the first email of August, right? Okay. That and then as sense. soon as September hits, they're dragged to September and then they're part of it now going forward, right? Yeah. And then once December hits and they get their December emails, at the end of that, it loops back to January. Yeah. So yeah. it just, so just and every single okay. year. Yep. Because 
people need the same information at the same time every single year. And so no true. one remembers. I have a homebrewing email list the same way. It's not based on seasons. It's just a long list of like super, super helpful emails oh. once a week. And it's probably Gosh. like, it's probably 52 or 100 emails, like between somewhere in that, like maybe yes. 75 emails. Yeah. And they just loop because honestly, by the time they get done at the end, they're like, oh, I forgot. I don't know what the first email was. And yes, they just go back. They're not going to gonna remember. Well, no. that's just it. I think we give consumers way too much credit. Everybody's like, well, I have to come up with something new every no, single then, day. Something new, something new. No, And then I just I go don't... into those and update them. If I'm like, oh, I had a new piece of yeah. information. Let me go through an email and go like, oh, let me add that to my I one email. I love this system. There. I love so, it because you've, you've actually systemized the year, which is yeah. something I do. I'm a creative strategist and I'm a consumer behavior analyst. So it's my job to know what's going on throughout the year. And mm -hmm. I have to do it for like hundreds and hundreds of different industries. And so it's interesting because I've noticed that even though people would like to generate their own like new, amazing, flashy stuff, yeah. I sit down and I say, okay, first we have to figure out what the heck holidays are happening this year. Yeah. Like before we get to promoting you and your personality and your brand, First, let's decide it is October coming up soon. So Halloween's coming up. We're in August. So we just finished up back to school. We're heading mm -hmm. into September. So we've got Labor Day coming up soon. What's happening just culturally mm -hmm. in the world? That always comes first because people are going to expect it. Yeah. They're expecting it to come up. So it has to come on the calendar first. And I find that so many people like don't have holiday promotions. Or if they do, they're planning them like two weeks before it happens. No, 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 no. Right. They should be planned out months ahead of time so you don't have to think about it. That's yeah, why I love your are, system because they're all automated. yours is like a year ahead of time. Yeah. So, and, but it's it the same amazing. one every year. So like, it's the same That's 4th of July crazy. sale every year. It's the same Memorial Day sale every year. It's the same and back to school sale every year. It's the same generating like, good conversions off of this. I mean, yeah. So nonchalant about it. You're like, I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We're just like making millions. It's fine. They're, it's amazing. all automated. So like, it's hard because like I had a, a lot of people for a long time going through our email system that were kind of bogus that I was getting from Facebook. So I never like mm. to trust those numbers, but it's about 5% conversion, I would say. Wow. I mean, that's decent. Yeah, that's yeah, like decent. Three, yeah. Interesting. Me right now. <laughs> they want more money. You got to um, pick up. It's Facebook. That's so I funny. So I, I love this system. I mean, the simplicity of it is what I think we need as marketers because, man, we just run the wheels inside our that's heads email. constantly. That's, that's easy because like just you email. can, yeah. but social media, we're doing the same thing, but it's a little bit more difficult yeah. because yeah. it's like, well, how do you do that? And yeah. the way we're looking at it is right now we are creating a video every single day. Right? Okay. And it's based yeah. on our themes that we use for email. It's based on our themes that we use for YouTube, all that stuff. Yeah. So at the end of the year, we will have 365 short videos that we've, that we've published every day. That's crazy. Yeah. And so because all of these platforms, besides like maybe Pinterest, all these social media platforms are not evergreen at all. They, re yeah. they require the feed to be constantly fed. So my thought, and I honestly don't even care about like, how viral things are going to go, but we're going to repost the same video we did June 1st on June 1st of 2022, 2023, yes. maybe yes. remixed a little tiny just to change some metadata. But I know people on especially Instagram who have reposted old reels and have, have things have gone either re-viral or viral the second or third time. Yes. Right? So I'm like, yes, because it's clearly... truncated information. And especially right. as people are consuming the content, they're not seeing half of the stuff we're posting. And that's no. the scariest part is right. I could have spent 
ages on this one particular ad or this one particular organic piece and maybe 50 people saw it. Yep. And it's tough too, because I think people are like, again, I have to create new content over and over and over and over and over. 365 pieces of content should not just be thrown away. No. And then you have to redo it again the next year because you can, like you said, you can reuse a piece of content and see it go viral even higher the next year yeah. or do and a totally different thing for you. And we're yeah. using software to do repurposing. Yeah. So we have an editorial calendar that we can literally see and a media library yeah. that makes it so much easier to be like, okay, we're going to post this August 1st of 2022. Models will just do it for 2023. So that yes. way it's done. Yes. Right. That's crazy. And so, yeah, we could remix it. We could like change the videos. Like maybe a video did really bad and we're like, yeah. okay, maybe this one needs to be like shortened a little bit. The hook needs to be a little bit better. Fine. Yeah. We can go and do those things because yeah. that's what we do in email too. Like if yeah. an email that has a crappy open rate, like, okay, we're looking at our Nevergreen newsletter. This email sucks. Okay, yeah. let's go in and, and maybe just change the subject line yeah. or maybe it's the content in general, like it's not the right timing, whatever. Yeah. We'll just swap it out with something else and then measure that one to see if it does any better. I think you I, can make better decisions though, it seems like, because yeah. you're not dealing with millions of different pieces of content. You're really dealing with 365 Yeah, in like tiny little iterations of each other, right? Yeah. But it's still the same premise, same topic, a little bit different hooks, just a little bit different on the back end. But they're all kind of the same. They're I mean, going to be in the same vein every single time, which just makes it way easier. Yeah, because yeah, honestly, huge. in our industry, like there's not that many topics, really. Like there's a limited number of topics. Like we could go into news and we could go into like product reviews and that's endless. Yeah, but we don't do that. We do evergreen. Like everything yeah. we think about, everything we do in our business is like project percent evergreen. That's really interesting. It's yeah. very different from, I think, other industries, obviously, and this you have to take it with like a grain of salt because there are some industries where you're going to have to stay on top. Like, especially if you're in global news or if you're in sure. celebrity news, like those type of yeah. things you're going to have to stay on top of. You can't mm -hmm. really go as evergreen as this particular industry, but it's the system that I'm most interested in is, is the fact that you guys have pre-planned your entire year. Yeah. Whereas most people are planning out somewhat monthly. I've seen some people go even six weeks out. The majority of the brands that I've seen and worked with are two weeks at a time and like well, very short. So there's two two thoughts there. Yeah. We treat our website as a textbook. Interesting. And that's the way I look at it. Okay. So yeah. if you think about textbooks, they're really the same thing. They just have, they get updated every year, right? Yeah. Maybe a new chapter is added. Maybe a chapter is removed, yeah, whatever. True. But it's still a resource. Now, in that specific like analogy, you would get a new textbook every year. Yeah. In this case, okay. it's the internet. So the check textbook just kind of updates itself, right? And yeah. so that is our evergreen. Like we have an entire resource that lives online. It changes very infrequently, but we're constantly promoting those articles every single year, the same yeah. content, right? With minor yeah. updates here and there. Yeah. Our YouTube channel and our TikToks and our reels and our emails and all of that stuff, we treat it like a magazine okay. where it's like every month you're getting a magazine you're getting a new topic with a bunch of subtopics. Yeah. And that's kind of the way we think about that. So yeah. two very old school business like media methods, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but apply to the internet. Yeah. Ah, oh, this is so good. Oh my gosh. I could talk about this forever. Like I, I love your system. I think it's really interesting, especially for businesses that have evergreen, like an industry. I if believe you have you an evergreen industry. I believe almost every industry you could figure out a way to do that. Like, yes, I think so too. I think like one of the ideas that I had for Money Lab, there's new 
Google updates and there's new yeah. SEO tricks all the time. But like I've had the same SEO course since 2018 and people ask me like, are you going to update it for 2022? I'm like, that shit still works. It, there's nothing wrong with what <laughs> I did. That's amazing. I, I don't need I've been doing to, this since 2008. Still works. Yes. Yeah, I'm not afraid of the updates because I'm like, I don't do bad things on the internet. Like I don't hack the system. I just put out the, what I think is the best I can possibly do. That's yeah, it. Yeah. And it pays off in ways that you can't measure like audience trust, right? It's yes. like someone's like, I'm going to buy your more expensive thing because mm. I believe you deserve the money and not Bezos. Yes. That's it. Yes. That I mean, and that's huge. That The fact that like people trust you enough to pay you more yeah. Just because they like you. And this goes back to an episode that we were talking about before. Your likability as a person has a lot to do with your success, but also your ability to like generate results for people is mm -hmm. going to be huge because yeah. if you're not changing their life, they're not going to come back and continue to buy from you. No, but this, this content system is fantastic because again, you're, you're generating results that have that longevity and have that like evergreen system to them. And so you're never going to have to come back and say, I found the newest, greatest hack, like the shiny quarter over here. We're going to add it to our course. You don't have to less no. work for you, better results for them. Right. That's we already cute. did it. And you just yeah. need to be reminded that we did that. Once. Yes. Oh my gosh. You're fantastic. Do you want to come on my YouTube channel? Sure. This would be great. I mean, obviously this was all for the podcast and I don't even, my producer is going to lose his freaking mind because again, he, he was like, you just get whoever you want on the show and then they can come on and you just decide what you want to talk about. And so usually I do my homework and I have the set questions, but we always end up talking about stuff that are way more interesting than the questions yeah. I came up with. So thank right. you. Oh my gosh. You're welcome. This is going to be huge. I'll definitely promote this one a ton because I like the value that you provided in this one. YouTube is a little different because I manage the whole thing by myself and I have an editor finally. And mm -hmm. we're going to attempt to grow it. So it's kind of up to you. If you want to do YouTube, that would be fantastic. I have a couple of things that I think would be really valuable for my audience. Specifically, yeah. if we could come on and do like a systemized way to do Black Friday, because that's what we're running into really quickly here. I, would I don't be know bad if you. Oh, you don't. Ah, you don't have any Black Friday stuff. Interesting. We're pool business. It's, they're not. It's not a thing. True. Okay. What I realize over my existence in this, this industry is that a lot of things that I feel like I wish I could do. It's like, just can't, you know, it's mm -hmm. like the black Friday thing. Mine's like Memorial day for me. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, my black pool. Friday. Yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, um, and I'd also be interested to see if we could come onto YouTube and actually build out a 365 day calendar, which might be a little bit difficult because there's a lot that goes into that. But if we could shrink it down into like, here's 30 to 40 minutes of actually building out your entire content strategy for one year. If I can share my screen, I'll show it. Yes. I mean, that would be fantastic. Yes. Because then I can actually give people like a spreadsheet that's set up similar to yours or one that I create that's like, hey, yeah. click this link. You can get the spreadsheet if you guys want it. Right now, I'm trying to give more actionable stuff because a lot of the things that I've done recently are lots of react to TikToks or like yeah. UGC. And I don't want to become the UGC channel. Like I just, I'm not interested in UGC anymore. I used to do it quite a lot and it's an exhausting industry. That's the the problem that I'm running into with Money Lab is like for a while, I did this 30 day challenge where I posted a video every day on YouTube where I just tore yeah. down people's websites because they would submit them and people liked it, but I couldn't sustain it. Like I'm just it's like, hard. I, the thing that about, that I've realized about myself is like, I'm very, very bad at being consistent. Like I'm just not a consistent. You and me both, which is so hard as an entrepreneur. Cause that's all this business is. That's what is they want to, yeah, that's what they teach you. So <laughs> what I do is I need to create stuff that like feels timeless and it usually is timeless. Yeah. And if you were to look at my home brewing channel, there's five videos there, but 
each video is like insane. It's like an like insane, depth. like, yeah. yeah, I spend, there's a couple of videos that I spent three months scripting, filming, Whoa. animating, okay. everything. A lot. That channel has, it'll be, I think it's going to be 8,000 subscribers with five videos. Wow. And I haven't posted a video since October. So okay. it's been almost a year. Yeah. Even though I had so much planned this year, I was just like, I didn't work out for me. But like the way that I like to do that is thinking about everything as when is this done? When can I yeah. stop this? So like yeah. the idea of even mm, a podcast, good. we did a daily podcast called Listen Money Matters for like two years. We would batch seven to 10 episodes a day. They were all 30 Ooh. minute episodes. And then I was editing all of them and scheduling them out. Jeez. Burnout, burnout. Yeah, burnout. I was going to say, how did you sustain that? I mean, that is an insane amount of brain power. I have pretty Whoa. good stamina, but like that one was really tough. I, I find it hard to do one a week and they're like little chunks. Yeah. I get three episodes for an hour. Damn. I mean, that's a decent amount of work. But Jeez, so I get, I'm, I get way burned So I'm trying to think of ways to, yeah. even with Money Lab, where it's like, it can, like, especially on Twitter, I'm noticing that it's like, I have to create something or at least two or three tweets a day, whatever, super packed yeah. value as much as I can. And that's really difficult to do. But I'm thinking, okay, do like a podcast. Yeah. That, and I talked about this with a friend of mine, <clears> where it's kind of like it's you dump like a Stranger Things style like season. Okay. Yeah. And you like complete a season of a show that's super niche and it becomes Smart. like a free audio book or free online course that kind yeah. of just lives there forever. And you just add, you do it in seasons as opposed to like have to create a new podcast every yeah. single month. Yeah. It's like sort of like a serial does it or like this American life kind of style where it's like we're going to do this for a month, then this for a month and this for a month. And but I was stays. even thinking instead of having like I have a, the Money Lab podcast, right? Yeah. Which is, ideally, I'd want to put out a new episode every Monday. I, that didn't really work out just because I didn't have a system. And when I, I did have a system for a while, no it worked system. great for two years. And then I was like, eh, I'm not getting anything from it, whatever. The systems will change. That's another thing we didn't talk about is they're going to change. Yeah. You're going to have a system yeah, for change. a year and then it's going to have to change again. Yeah. But yep. what if I took the Money Lab show and okay. broke it hypothetically and broke it up into let's do an SEO only show. Let's okay. do an yeah. email marketing yeah. show. Let's do a D2C show. Like yeah. it's like these specific shows, but like the episodes, 10 really well-crafted episodes in one season, maybe doesn't have to tell a whole story from beginning yeah. to end. It doesn't have to be a serial like show, yeah. but it's just, whoa, there's 10 lessons that yeah. are really good. And it just like lives and then you consistently promote that free like drop. Yeah, you I think that's smart. I think it will learn to lead to a lot less burnout because it would be changing right. a lot. So you wouldn't just be like, God, I'm so drained. But then and you would just be, finish a project, right? It's yeah, like you, you would just do those 10 start, episodes, finish. Yeah, done. And I'm not going to do anything for a year. I think you should totally do it, especially because this system works way better because now you know what you're doing for the next 10 weeks. It's not right. like we're just forever. Just keep podcasting until you die. It's 10 weeks. That's it. And then we're done with this one and we move on. You could also teach one specific tactic yeah. every single time. <gasps> yeah. Do it. Do it. And I will listen to every episode. <laughs> this sounds fantastic. I think this is I, smart. I'm, just, I'm always just smart. trying to think of like, how do I projectize? Yeah. Content? How do we systemize it? Well, and it's interesting too, because you're coming at it from a standpoint that I think people shy away from, which is what's the easiest way to get this done? Almost everybody else is, what's the most amazing way? I need to make it like super fantastic and like really robust. I like the fact that you're like, how can we get this done easy for us so that we stay with it? Well, like, the, Not necessarily so easy, but like, how can we systemize it to make it like Well, there's simpler? two ways. If you want to do the consistent route, yeah, got to make it easy. 
Yes. Right? Yeah. Making it amazing every time is a recipe for burnout. Oh if you're God, trying to like exhausting. one up yourself every single video and you have to do one every week. That's what I've been trying to do with YouTube. And that's why I'm tired already. I only yeah, have four yeah. videos and I'm so tired. Right. Like my homebrewing channel, it's like the next video that I'm going to do is definitely going to one up the one I did before it. Yeah. But I have a year. Like I have a whole that's year to so do true. it. so true. You have a whole year. Interesting. Like talking to you is just making me have all these ideas. I'm, you're just like blowing my mind because it, I've been looking for this specific thing for my own business for such a long time. And I haven't mm -hmm. been able to figure it out. My podcast is fantastic because my producer, Lucas, has a system. He's got yeah. it all set up. I mean, today's was weird because I don't know why our, our system wasn't working, but like he's got a system for how we do show notes and how we deliver things and like yep. it all gets done automatically. So I don't really have to even think about it. And mm -hmm. I think this is humans in general. When we talk about like consumer behavior, creating any sort of habit, you just have to make it stupid hard for you to do the wrong thing. Yes. Not easy for you to do the right thing. You right. got to make it hard for you to do the wrong thing because then you'll just constantly pick the right thing every single time, which is the reason why I don't have sugar in my house because I'll just consume no matter what it is. I'm just going to eat it. It's the same thing, I think, for business, though. You've got to set up the system first. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no reason to do any of this. You're not going to stay consistent with it if it's not just like automatic. No. And it's been a long time, but like over the years, like now I finally feel like I'm at a point where I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. This company could be like massively huge. And yes. I'm trying to optimize it in a way like I'm having a lot of fun just kind of behind the scenes. Just doing, okay, how do we make this company feel like a multi-million dollar operation with three people, like yes. a family business right now? Yes. So it's, everyone's got their lane. And yeah. the, the other goal too with that is because it's all family. It's my brother and my yeah. fiance, wife, girlfriend. So like the three of all us, three. like we have a meeting on Friday because it's like the end of the month or whatever. But the three of us are like, okay, how do we make this business feel massively huge and, and make a lot of money? Yeah. But we work. 10 hours a week. Yes. So, oh, so figuring out all of those pieces that is, is like super dream. fun. <gasps> well, sir, I will pay you whatever you want to come and do the same for my business. Because <laughs> I'm just figuring these pieces out now. 10 yeah. years later, I've been doing freelancing for so long. Uh -huh. And I'm just scratching the surface of like, oh, I should just hire someone to do that part. Or like, oh, I should just systemize it so that it's not hard. I mean, I was scheduling people left and right all over my week for podcasting and YouTubing. And I'd have to reschedule people because like my clients would interfere with that. And so finally I was like, you know what? I should just hire someone to take on my clients so that I can just do promotion because that's what I love. This is what mm -hmm, I love doing stuff, yeah. is content creation, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm talking with someone to hire her pretty soon. And I'm like, this is going to make it so much easier. Why didn't yeah. I just do this before? I think it's because I'm scared of spending money for one. I'm a Same. very frugal person. Thanks. Because I came from a background of we didn't have a lot of money. And it was like really yeah. exciting when we got to grocery day because finally our fridge was full. That right. style of family, right? Yeah. So I married a guy whose who's family is very Jewish and they owned a hotel and like they were very successful. So he had a very different upbringing. And mm -hmm. so he's the one that's like, I just spent $700 on new hockey skates. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, Jesus, right. right? But for me as like an entrepreneur, I have to get over that. You have got to spend money to make money, but you have to spend it wisely, which is the hardest part. I have my, no idea what to spend money on, what not to spend money on. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. more in entrepreneurship than anywhere. <laughs> I'm super, I don't like spending yeah, money at all. I hate it. I hate but it. The thing I struggle with the most, and I still, I'm literally have a call tomorrow with a friend because I'm like, I can't figure it out. It's, is paid advertising. I might be able to help you with that, actually. <laughs> That's my bread and butter is paid advertising. Uh, yeah. Just as much as I, I'm on Facebook and I spent like, I think I spent 30 grand one month. 
like yeah. in June. But I'm like, I don't know if it worked. Interesting. Or a lot of the emails that I got were shit. Like they didn't yeah. open anything. Like they were oh. really bad. And I got to write um, all these notes down. We might do another YouTube with you to do organic advertising versus paid advertising then. Because you're like an organic guy, that's which all, is yeah, very rare. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm usually on the paid side, so I don't see like a ton of people in the organic side. That's not true. I mean, I see people doing well with organics, but you don't hear about it as much. Well, I feel like organic doesn't what? convert as well because if you're not really promoting anything, yeah, true. Like we're yeah, just true. promoting, like we're just there to deliver like helpful information. We advertise that we have a lead magnet and yeah. it's on our email list. We sell things through that, but it's not, we're not aggressive about it. Yeah. And now that we have Shopify hooked up, to all of our social networks, including YouTube. I hope that helps a little bit, but like all of our sales is really done through email and all of our marketing, all of our free marketing, our organic marketing is just getting people on the email list. Like anyway. Interesting. Can. Okay. But I was running Facebook ads, with ads. Yeah. And, and no matter what, no matter what, and I'm good. I feel like I'm good at creative, but maybe I'm not. And I'm willing to <laughs> believe that I'm not. But like at the end, it's like the first two weeks. Oh, hell yeah, dude. We're like printing money. Yep. Third week, I'm like, nope. Yep. Retargeting <laughs> is the only thing that works and yep. barely. And we're yep. bre not breaking even, we're losing money. And I'm like, yeah. then I immediately go over like $500 a day down to like $5 a day. I'm like, no, yeah. no, 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 it's not working. It's so done. common. It does not shock me in the least bit because Facebook algorithm has changed entirely since iOS 14. And the yeah. way that you target nowadays is not at all the same that it used but, to be. It's all creative based, but it's also, and this is what yeah. I keep trying to tell people because my entire like business was built off of this. You got to understand how people see advertising compared to how they see actual social media, organic posts, very different cognitive process, mm. very different. So that's, that's usually what I help businesses with. That's my entire business model is going through and giving them like actual structure of who their customers are emotionally from an empathy standpoint. So we can find out who's influencing right. those decisions, right? Because depending on who's in the room, when you purchase, it'll change how much you buy what you buy, what colors you buy, like it changes everything, but it goes way deeper than that. You got, I mean, we have to understand who consumers are as a human so that we can understand why did you look at this ad and purchase and this one you didn't? What's the difference between the two? Hmm. And that it's so fascinating. Oh my God. Consumers are like, God, I could talk about them all day long because right. it's really interesting how much of our family ties and like actual personal history goes into our purchasing decisions. Right. There's so much of it. Oh, that, that. that's yeah, that's the part right now, like super not good at it, but I'm the one that's in charge of it and I have to do it. Yep. So, well, you let I know, me know. I will help you any way I can because it's it's super fun. I love the paid side. I love organic, too, because it's very content focused. Yeah, but paid is very ruthless. It's fast paced business. Right. And it right. changes on the daily something that works. I feel like doesn't work. Today. That's I feel like I'm not aggressive in sales. That's why I'm good at like organic content mm -hmm. where it's just like it's like soft pitching constantly. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Hard pitching is like not my strong suit. So I, I use AI to. to write sales copy, like get it started for me. Cause it's I'm like, I will thing. never say that. <laughs> Here's the thing though. Again, people process ads way different than they process organic. Yeah, so you almost have to get a little more forward. Ads are basically like second level. You guys are on second date now status. You're almost right. to relationship. Mm -hmm. Organic is very much like this is our first coffee. We're just right. hanging out, talking, trying to figure out if we're going to be like a good fit for each other. Once you get to paid, especially if you get down to retargeting level, that's basically engagement. Like yep. we're serious about this. So very different. People just, they see it in a very different way. I have a hard stop because I got to go pick up my kid from preschool, but yep. this was to... so great. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm going to send this to Lucas and they're going to lose our minds because this was so awesome. Let me send you a link for YouTube and then you can pick a day. Usually I, I try and schedule YouTube on Fridays, I'm trying to get better about like only Fridays, not like moving people around a ton. But then, yeah, let's let's chat about whatever you want to talk about and what kind of value you want to bring, because again, all of this would be fantastic. I think this is great for great. everybody. Awesome. Thank you. This thank was you. so fun. Thanks for having me. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Talk soon. All right, later. Okay, bye. Triple Will is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.